Welcome to the People Impact Podcast. Because people matter. We used to be HR Matters. Now we are taking a wider view. This is for you if you're interested in expanding your perspective on people in your organization, as well as yourself as a human being. We explore ideas about impacting and improving the way people lead and work together in organizations today. For all of you out there who are open to new views, visions, and dreams. Featuring Marjolaine Schluss. Hello. Hello, everyone. And myself, Lisa Dempsey. And today, Marjolaine, it's just you and me. Yep. We don't have any guests. <laughs> well, it's, 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 we're going to talk about something that you've been talking with yourself about for a while you just said <laughs> so now this is already you know expanding the conversation <laughs> yeah yeah indeed yeah this is a, this is a topic that has I think quietly it's always been really important to me but more recently it's become very explicitly important to me and it it's this idea of basically relational trauma that unfolds in the workplace. It's the byproduct of toxic organizations, of toxic bosses, of toxic behavior inside of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think every human being has, has seen it in some way, shape or form. You know, even if you haven't had a nightmare boss yourself, maybe you've, you've seen a colleague who's had one, or maybe as a customer, you've, you've dealt with that really difficult person in an organization who actually probably they, they are dealing with the fallout from being inside a toxic organization and are mm-hmm. maybe becoming you know, difficult themselves because that's the only coping mechanism that's available to them. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or if just, you know, if you have a friend or a family member, uh, or partner who you see is in a tough situation at work. You know, we've all heard and shared stories about this is happening in my in my workplace, and well, how do I deal with this? This is so frustrating. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and and I'm really curious to learn more about your thoughts here, Lisa, and the way it links with something that I've been. That's something that's been on my on my mind ever since, you know, I, I used to work in HR and I used to see HR as human relations mm-hmm. management. It's the relationship between a human being and the organization that they're in. Yeah. And that being a relationship, um, looking at it from that perspective really opens up a lot of awareness around, you know, what's going on here? Why are people behaving the way they are? Mm-hmm. Um, including, you know, even now when I, I coach people on, on making career steps, it's like, okay, if you're looking for a new job, that is like seeing if you want to start a new relationship here. This is like your first date. This yeah. is like, yeah. Um, and, you know, as well, when you look at um, the experiences that people have in the workplace, you know, why are they behaving like that? Why do they get frustrated when they were expecting something and they're getting something else it's because you know it's this is a relationship and they they want to have that a balanced thing with a fair back and forth of effort and money and you know what you put in you want to see you want to receive that back at some point um so looking at workplaces 
as a relationship between humans and organization that's been on my mind and and what what i hear you adding to that is that trauma element that when things really go haywire um trauma is actually a very fair and on point word to use for what's going on with real people real human beings and what they're experiencing and how it impacts them too so yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts well i and i love that i love that you know highlighting that it is about relationship right you know you mm-hmm. you enter into an employment relationship right and, and yes, it's governed by an employment contract in most countries, not all countries, um, but it's a relationship and it's about choosing how do you show up and how do the people around you show up and what do you do collectively together inside this thing that we call an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and when those places turn toxic, Trauma genuinely is the outcome. And I think for a very long time, I've seen it, I've observed it, only recently really learned for myself even to even call it trauma, because I think there's something that lives very large, or at least, you know, I'll own it, live very large in in my own way of thinking is there's kind of this um, separation of, oh, it's business, it's not personal. Oh, mm. it's work, it's not personal. Mm. I should somehow allow the human beings in my workplace to treat me differently than I would expect people in other spaces to be treating me as a human being. And you know, I think that is very much a part of what helps keep these toxic systems running. Yeah. This idea that, oh, no, 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 it's, you know, it's okay for my boss to yell at me because they're my boss. Yeah. They have that power. part of how, what a boss should be. And it's professional of me to just suck it up. Yeah. I need to just take it. Yeah. And that's so much of what keeps these systems in place. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, I think it's part of the reason why. So many toxic work environments have been allowed to not only continue, but even in some cases thrive. Because there's this idea that, no, in the workplace, I can be treated as less than human. And I will put up with the the trauma and and the toxic relationships that show up because... I get a paycheck and therefore that is somehow enough. Yeah. You have a contract. It's like, you know, um, you're lucky to have a job. Stop complaining. Don't, um, don't risk it because, you know, you should do anything needed to hold on to the fact that you have a contract here. Um, And that is eerily similar to, You'll be miserable on your own. You can't leave me because you won't be able to deal with life. You don't. You won't have an income. You know, being stuck in a relationship because someone makes you believe that it's too risky to leave. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It it has all of the same hallmarks as a toxic, abusive relationship with a partner. Yeah. 
or a toxic and abusive relationship with a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Including the being yelled at or gaslighting or someone eating away at your self-esteem. Uh, I don't know if you've had a friend who's been in a toxic relationship and you think, oh my goodness, why are they staying? Why are they being treated like this? Yeah. Um, this is really not healthy. And that person just, you know, it's really hard to leave because the, the thing is that you're being made to feel that it is super risky and dangerous to, to, to stand up for yourself or to, to leave or to, um, you know, to deal with it in any other way than just keeping your head down and sucking it up. Um, well, and it's not only you're being made to feel that it's dangerous to to make any choice other than to stay, but also oftentimes, you know, in in romantic relationships, the common term is love bombing, right? Mm-hmm. There's the love bombing. So there's the one minute, oh, you're amazing and you're fantastic. And yeah. oh my gosh, this, you know, you're the best person ever. Mm-hmm. And then the next minute, there's the the undermining and the tearing down and yeah. you know that soul sucking no this is wrong this is terrible well guess what those behaviors turn up in toxic work environments as well yeah. i mean how many times have have we experienced as human beings that you know one minute your boss is saying oh you did such a good job and wow that's amazing and even, you know, maybe something like, oh, you should be up for promotion or maybe the bonus this year will work out really well for you. There are all of these things that people in toxic work environments can dangle in front of you mm-hmm. that make it really easy to convince yourself to stay, to be like, oh, well, I, gosh, maybe if I do get that promotion, maybe, maybe if I do get more responsibility, then it will be okay. Maybe yeah. if I do get more salary or more bonus or more benefits, that <laughs> will make all of this stuff worthwhile. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. The lies unfold, but you still convince yourself to stay because maybe tomorrow it will be different because, yeah. well, or because you've been convinced that it was your fault. Like, yeah, well, you know, I, I sent five emails. I called these people three times and uh, I, I left messages and still they didn't reply. So how, how could I have done this differently? It didn't work out. And then still, you know, that's my experience. Like they said, yeah, but you should have sent them six emails and called them 10 times. So yeah, it's, there on, should it's have been on you something that, else. it's on you that this didn't work. What the what? Yeah. Um, and, and things like the gaslighting thing of, of you're just making this up. You're being overly sensitive um, when, you, when you name something, when you try to talk about something, uh, throwing it all back on you when it's very reasonable what you're saying. Yeah. That is really like that's a dysfunctional relationship material. And when you start seeing it in light of, you know, what if your friend told you this about the relationship that they're in and you think, Mm, this is not really healthy it's yeah it's so similar yeah yeah all of the same hallmarks are there and somehow excuse me we we've just been conditioned Mm -hmm. to believe that somehow in the workplace these things are passable somehow in the workplace these things should be given an excuse somehow in the workplace because we are getting a paycheck to be there 
we can be treated in all of these ways that in a romantic relationship, we've, yeah. we've been told for a very long time, we shouldn't be putting up with it. In friendships, we know generally we shouldn't be putting up with it. But somehow the workplace is, has been given this, you know, escape card yeah. for far too long, for yeah. far too long. And while, you know, I don't, I don't love focusing on the negativity there, it serves a real purpose. Yeah, it's helpful to see the parallels because it, it just brings different things to, to our view, to being conscious about. And um, I, I, I'm curious as well about, you know, the, the, using the word trauma for this. I mean, there's a relationship dysfunction. And, mm-hmm. and what is your um, definition perhaps or how do you, how do you see the word trauma and what does that bring in? Because I, 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 in my experience, it can actually be traumatic, but I want to hear from you as, uh, you know, as from your expertise about the word trauma that comes in there. Yeah, well, I think trauma is, is really the word that is most suitable. And, and it's one that I'm really curious as I start talking about this and bringing this more to life in the work that I do in Mm -hmm. explicit ways, exactly what the response will be. I suspect there will be, there will be a number of people who might resist it, who might say like, Oh, you know, relational trauma in the workplace. No way. This is ridiculous. Um, Number one, it isn't ridiculous. It really does happen. And it is very real. There are toxic personalities inside of organizations Mm -hmm. and, uh, there are toxic workplaces that are very, very real. So, and, but, but what makes it trauma? What's your definition of trauma? Yeah, so let, you know, the I guess definition of trauma it, it is anything that overwhelms an individual's capacity to cope. Mm. Right. So it really is that space where you're driven into the the domain of overwhelm. Yeah. Um, and what happens to us when, when we hit that space of overwhelm is literally our prefrontal cortex, our executive functioning, mm-hmm. right? It's called, it's called executive function for a reason. It's where mm-hmm. our clarity and our decision-making sits. That goes offline. Yeah. And suddenly we start operating from much more basic systems that are based around pure survival. Yeah. And how many people out there in workplaces are just simply surviving? In survival mode, exactly. Yeah. So that is so that's one part of uh, uh, this being labeled trauma is you know when you go into survival mode, uh, and it's hard to think clearly because you're just <gasps> overwhelmed. Um, that's when you can actually talk about trauma. Um, there's something else and I'm I'm curious whether you see that too or whether you have a different thought about that is that when something when you experience something and it has such an impression on you that you take it with you into a new job a new situation and it really informs the way you behave there you're more scared for example (laughs) or you're more careful or you're more you know you 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 really take it with you um that to it and I you know I'm, I'm not a trauma expert but to me that also sounds like a, an effect of or a part of trauma is that you know it sticks with you 
Yeah. And it makes it harder to, to, to work and to, to choose what you want to do. How do you want to behave in future situations where, you know, the, the toxicity or the, the, the trauma inducer isn't there anymore. And that's something that I, that I've experienced myself. Uh, So, yeah. Do you see that too? Is that part of, of, you know, recognizing, Hey, this is trauma. Absolutely. Yeah. It rewires a part of our brain or, you know, mm. we, we carry those, those scars, those traumatic things, and they can sometimes even be just really small, simple things. Like I know in my experience, one of, one of the traumatic things that I experienced was really, um, I had been invited to speak at a conference uh, in mm. London. I had at the time gone to the person who was my, my boss and informs them, hey, I've been invited. I've been invited to speak on this topic. Is it okay mm-hmm. if I go on this and this date? Got the thumbs up. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Cool. Well, a few months later, when the conference started rolling around, uh, there had been massive changes in the organization. The organization was in full-blown crisis. Mm-hmm. I didn't know fully what it was that was going on behind the scenes, but there were some very serious toxic personalities pulling some very serious power plays that had really thrown everybody into a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Suddenly I have a new boss who heard that I had been invited to speak at this conference. And I was literally marched into their office like a six-year-old being pulled into the principal's office. Mm-hmm. It really had that feeling of you are in big trouble. There's something very seriously bad that you have done. And I was sat down and I was told, how dare I even think of going to this conference? And if anybody should be speaking at a conference, it should not be me. Mm-hmm. And I was made to feel so small and it was just you know it was just an exchange of a few words yeah a lot of negative energy in a very small space um but it really made me feel as though i wasn't worthy Mm. and literally had it not been for i think i spoke to my best friend about three or four days later and she she called it out she said that is complete nonsense lisa you speak at conferences regularly and there's a reason why they invited you and not another person. You're good at this and you deserve it. And that's about that person's insecurities, not yours. You know, that, that really could have been something that it, I could have carried that scar with me for the rest of my career. Yeah. Um, Be able to name those things. It's important to be able to name them and recognize them as traumatic experiences. Yeah. Lens of trauma from this lens of toxicity is by naming it, it gives us power to take it out of the shadow. This is what happens in toxic workplaces is shadow of shame descends. And because people are made to feel small, and they're made to feel less than. And because the people who, rather than championing them and holding them up and giving them opportunities are diminishing them, hmm. 
it's a cycle that perpetuates itself. And so by naming it, giving it the name trauma, relational trauma, giving it the name toxic workplaces, toxic bosses, toxic environments, it allows a part of that shadow of shame to, to dissipate. Yeah. And to talk about what's really going on and get out of these loops of, well, but like, what did I do? What, what was it that I did exactly. to create this? Yeah, because it's, it so often gets reflected, uh, reflected back on you and thinking, well, I must have done something wrong. Or other people say you should have done differently. Um, and that really, really knocks you over. It makes yeah. you insecure, makes you doubt yourself, has an impact when in fact you're doing just fine. Um, uh, and it's just, you know, it's all just made up and gaslighting and, and, and really harmful uh, yeah. when other people chime in too. I'm yeah. curious, what parts of, you know, maybe relational trauma or toxic workplaces do you recognize from your own experience? Mm, yeah, sure. I'm, 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 I'm fine with sharing um one big one and actually uh, I want to share this one because I was in a job where I found it increasingly difficult after like a like super honeymoon happy start with me and the boss that I had being super interested and you know really positive um that after a while turned sour and that was very much reflected back on me like, I shouldn't be asking about this. I shouldn't presume. I shouldn't dare to even think about growing in my role or learning, you know, growing in myself. How dare um, you? <laughs> yeah. And, and so I have a friend who's a psychiatrist who said, well, this person has narcissistic traits and tendencies. Uh, they might have said this person's a narcissist, but I don't want to, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and you know, I'm giving this example because my my friend, who's actually a psychiatrist, told me that you know the term gets bandied around, thrown about to you know quite loosely. But this was him saying that, and he actually gave me advice of how to deal with it. Mm. And he also said you need to get out of there. Uh, it took me six more months to actually get out of there because I really thought it was me Uh, because of, you know, this person towering over me, yelling at me Uh, because of, you know, all the conversations that I would open up about developments in my professional future would get shut down um, because of, you know, all glory going to this other to my boss rather than just fairly distributed when I was when I'd actually done something mm-hmm. um, all insecurities being reflected onto me rather than on you know we're all human this is fine um, and this really impacted the jobs that I had ever since until I realized this is actually relationship dysfunction and trauma and and it's very much related to being in a relationship in other aspects of your life and realizing wait a minute actually what was actually going on was something completely different than the picture that is painted around you know how how you should be behaving around your boss and how your boss can behave around you um and me separating that you know leaving their stuff with them 
rather than loading it all up onto me. And that really took me a decade. Wow. I get I get goosebumps this year as yeah. you say that. Yeah. It's it's this this I'm still I'm still unpacking and, and healing from parts of that. Earlier this year, I was in a situation where it was so hard and I got help from you, Lisa, and from other friends to, to deal with it differently and to heal and to, to revise my instinct of how to deal with a situation that had been informed by that earlier trauma. Yeah. Okay, my instinct is, <gasps> I need to be safe, I need to do this, but I, could, I was now in a place where I could, see that happening and talk about it with you and with other friends and say okay this is what my instinct says what do you think yeah and then slowly start to you know entertain some other options and and behave differently and it was really hard like it was a a month of really hard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was healing yeah and that's the thing when we can finally start talking about it right yeah that's where the healing happens yeah and naming it as relational trauma helps and seeing it in that light in that perspective helps yeah and really understanding you know i think again particularly in the workplace people have been Mm -hmm. given so much permission to get away with so much bad behavior yeah and a lot of very bad behavior has also been promoted for a very yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons as well why I talk about redefining leadership, you know, changing the future of leadership is I think for far too long, very toxic behaviors have been touted as leadership. Yeah. Commanding fact, really con- yeah. Commanding control has nothing to do with leadership. Bullying has nothing to do with leadership. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, these are not things that are leadership behaviors, yeah. but, you know, talking about this, this, the fallout, the genuine fallout. And, and yeah. thank you so much for being willing to share a part of your personal story and yeah. experience with it. Cause I think a lot of it happens to, I don't think anybody gets through life without experiencing a few traumatic things. Hmm. And often they happen to us, particularly professionally, very early on in our career when we maybe don't know better. Mm-hmm. And then they become a part of our narratives. And then we carry that fear. We carry that, oh, am I going to be safe with us? And, mm-hmm. and it just lends more permission to the really bad behaviors. Yeah. And the weirdest thing, and I'll be brief about that, it's just like when you're in an abusive relationship you run the risk of ending up in another one because yeah. you think that's normal and it works. I, my experience is that it works the same for jobs, for work yeah. environments. You just, you, it's easy to slide into it because people that are bullies, for example, recognize that they can get away with it with you because you think it's normal. You don't, you don't have, you haven't figured out a way to, to push back yet. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know it's yeah it's it's really similar it's eerily similar yeah very much so absolutely and and it, it's the exact same operation of trauma bonding in yeah. personal relationships yeah, and it, it, it really helps to to I believe it really helps to know that what you're doing is a very natural response to trauma than you just being an idiot and and very unprofessional at work right 
Right. And it all being your fault. Yeah. You're your just problem. having a human response to trauma. Yeah. Relational trauma. Yeah. Yeah. To relational trauma. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. Yeah, you too. I'm really glad that this is something that you are expanding and, and really growing into because, you know, like you said, even though it's not a super positive, yay, shiny topic, it's really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited to have just completed this, you know, relational trauma and neuroscience mm-hmm. certification. So celebrating that. Yay. Yeah, congrats. It's- well done been such a such a journey and um have so many people who you know were were a part of that journey to to think i wish i could name all of them uh, here and now but i'll just name mm-hmm. uh, ann betts and ursula Pottinga, who they are the ones who originally put together this this program yeah. um that i just and good to know that when you realize this is going on there are actually trained people who can support growth and healing to get out of that situation yeah, it can help you understand the system. What are some of the system dynamics that are at play? And why, why is it that you feel so horrible, right? Why is it that you feel so drained? Why is it that everything feels so hard? And how can you heal it and, and get to a different place? And much thank you so much for mentioning not get back into that situation again. Yeah. Right? Not fall back yeah. into those same apps and patterns and behaviors because it is so easy. Yeah, there's specialized help out there. Lisa's one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's hope, right? There is hope. Yes. There is genuine hope that it doesn't have to be this way. And I I am a firm believer that the more we stand up against these things and learn how to name them, the more we will bring an end to them by healing them. Yeah. So here's to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. You can listen to the People Impact podcast directly online. It's really easy to find us, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, or something else. Please do subscribe to make sure that you're the first and listen to our newest episodes. And we'd really love to hear your feedback as well as your topic requests. So let us know. We'd also... Love it if you could give us a rating and review. Let us know, you know, what impact we're having on your lives. Until next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.